Hey everybody, this is John Swan, and I'm going to be your host for this special bonus edition of The Hive Jive. This bonus episode is brought to you by Wicked Bee. And here we are, ladies and gentlemen. We are recording. Ken can't put on his headphones. He thought we were done, but he was wrong. We're not done at all. We're going to do, um, this is just a little like teaser preview, but we're going to do a, an October Halloween episode on Halloween, and it's going to be scary bee stories and weird things that have happened. Um, you need to turn on your mic. <laughs> There you go. Now it's on. Come on, man. You work at the radio station. You have to know how this works. <laughs> yeah, well, I wasn't going to turn it on yet until I was ready to talk. Okay. Um, all right. So this, thank you for tuning in and joining us. This is a random beekeeper episode. Uh, this is one of our random clips, except all of these random clips pretty much came from the same day. Ken was on so many different topics that uh, we're going to break this apart. So we're just going to dive into some of these random things, and we're going to chunk this all together, and you guys can get what you get from it. Um, but they were so off topic. Again, we, we created a bonus episode for you guys so enjoy <laughs> pull the grab the mic and pull it closer pull it in there yeah, you can hear me now see, like, it'll move yeah. you can pull it towards you there you see, go okay. yeah <laughs> see Michaela if you'll you know I don't do you listen to a lot of FM that's the, that's regular radio oh, yes. for, for those yeah. youngins out there. Yeah. yeah, and see, back in the day when me and John don't put me in the category as you. I'm not that old. <laughs> You're getting there. <laughs> You're getting there a day at a time. A day at a time. <laughs> and, uh, and and see, back in the day, it used to be. Now you're listening to B. You want to be out of And Eric says, I remember that. Remember when they'd get on top of the mic and talking that deep voice? And, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you get on top of it. I mean, I can get on top. I can't do the deep voice. Now, no, 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 you're good. now you I sound talk good. Now you sound okay. good. <laughs> okay. Um, I completely lost our train of thought there, Ken. I know you did. <laughs> okay, so. Uh, yeah, we'll just redo that. <laughs> that's the fun thing. This gets edited later so we can cut things out. No, that's a good part. I think I'll leave it in there. You'll leave all your radio talk in there? Of course. <laughs> when you did the, the really slow on that one episode, that sounded really creepy. <laughs> he got all up close to the mic and he's like, you have to go really slow. <laughs> Okay, so we'll quit playing. Um, Here I am. We're, we're talking, and I'm I'm just keep taking stuff and, and putting it on a new platter. This is the random clips yeah. episode number uh, two. Um, also, I was looking. So this never changes. Just so you know, I was looking at a thread from 2015, mm-hmm. and there were still the same BS comments and stuff on there that you find today in social media. Somebody's asking a legitimate question about what should I do here? And, you know, they're like, are they ended it with, are my bees doomed? And there were just as many comments of people going, yep, you're screwed. Not giving any help, not not doing anything. You're just, telling me just, you're going to lose it. Yeah, just yeah. smart aleck comments in there that don't serve any purpose other than being an a-hole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so just so you know, that was back yeah. in 2015. Yeah. It's still that way in 2019. Yeah. <sighs> Social That's media. A influence. lot of people that think they're a beekeeper and then they... There's a lot of people that are just rude. Uh, yeah, they're rude. and yeah. We're going to go on a side tangent here, but there is a gentleman here in the state of Texas mm-hmm. who likes to cause problems and he likes to go through and 
he's either confrontational or aggressive or belittling. Is he a beekeeper? He is. And he seems to think that he needs to be in one of the higher office positions for the Texas Beekeepers Association. Mm -hmm. And when that didn't happen, because, you know, being like belittling people and, and all this other stuff didn't seem to get him what he wanted. So he split off and he created a different organization. And, and I've then, met this guy before. No, you have not. Oh, well, haven't. No, you have not met this gentleman. Okay. Um, he's younger than I am. Oh, but no, I haven't met him. He went through and, and he's he's caused all this chaos and uproar. And, and he was one of the, the main advocates on all of the adversarial uh, like viewpoints for all the B-laws right. and stuff last year. Well, I haven't necessarily had anything to do with him. And now all of a sudden I'm on the ballot for being one of the officers for the Texas Beekeepers Association, which I just found out about. And all of a sudden on, I think it was my Wicked Bee Apiary page, mm -hmm. there was some comments from one of the videos we posted about, you know, how bees can be aggressive and showing like the difference between different things. And he had went through and he had put pointed adversarial confrontational comments on everybody else's comments that had commented on that video out of nowhere unprovoked <laughs> just bam 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 and i went through and i read them and i was like you know what whatever and i was just like block and band and delete and so now all his comments are gone he can't get back on there but it's just one of those like i don't understand how people seem to think that behaving that way is going to get them anywhere in life. No. Like, if you treat other people like that and you treat them that way blatantly in public where everybody can see it, how is that going to make people like you and and make you be in these well, other positions it, of authority? It's not, he's just not worried about that. He's worried about building himself up in his own eyes. Well, those I are mean, the only eyes. Yeah, those are the only eyes that are going to see yeah. that. But it's sad to see that, to see people out there and, yeah, and to be that way. Is. It is. But anyhow. Uh, <laughs> okay, I swear we're going to actually get we're on. Gonna talk <laughs> we're going to talk We're going to talk winter. <laughs> and in a little bit, you know, on, on the note that you're talking about, I got in trouble, folks. I, <laughs> I started calling around and, and, and looking for some Texas bees, and, and I met a friend of John's, Justin. Great guy. Yeah. On phone. Yeah. Justin, and then I Justin's find out guy. you really know him well, the family. Yeah. But just a great guy. And uh, he was like, oh, you're, he, uh, you're well, I started visiting <laughs> with him and talking. I said, do you know, John, I'm Ken of the Hive Chat. Oh, oh, you mean J.J.? Yeah. I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'll call him J.J. Yeah. yeah. In the Beekeeper Association, that all started because in uh, in like high school and college and stuff, my nickname was J.J. And it the, when I first started as an officer for the local club here, I ended up there was multiple Johns in the club. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, well, it, you know, it's easier just to call me JJ. That's fine. So everybody in the beekeeper world started knowing me as, cause I would be introduced or somebody would say, Oh, that's JJ. And then later I ended up being the vice president. And then when I became the president, my vice president mm -hmm. was also named John. <laughs> so I continued on with the JJ. And then there became a time where I almost was two completely different people because <laughs> Some of the people, depending on where they were introduced to me at, knew me as John. Other beekeepers knew me as JJ. And they'd be talking about the same individual but have no idea that they were talking about the same individual. <laughs> um, but that became, yeah, that became a mess. So in the in the beekeeper world, um, here in Texas anyway, a lot of them do know me as JJ instead of John. But 
that Justin and everybody, that is you're you're talking to Prime Bees, which yeah. I love Prime Bees. Um, Justin and Ashley are amazing people, and it is it's just. But he was he was a really interesting. He he brought <laughs> points to me that. Or maybe he looked at things a different way. Yeah, he was. He because was looking at he's it from a commercial a guy. Yeah, he was looking at it from a different perspective. Justin is um, stupidly intelligent, and I, oh, I only yeah, say I that because that. of the the envy of it. He walks into the master beekeeper exam, the final exam. They come in there like 15 minutes late, and he left in like 30 to 40 minutes. Good guy. He was done with the entire test, and everybody else was like, "Are you freaking serious?" Yeah. Give me that. Let me let me look over his shoulder. Yeah, no, he did good. He did good. Um, but Justin knows his stuff. Justin is That's he's a very good. great individual, yeah. and I love so Prime Bees. Right, mm-hmm. the logo of Prime Bees mm-hmm. is. It's almost like a robotic bee, like mm-hmm. a transformer, yeah, right? It is. Like yeah. all, you know. So I've got several of their shirts, and I've worn that shirt like when I was in Georgia at the <laughs> the Georgia Beekeeping Institute. I wore the shirt, and Ashley was like, "Hey, way to represent!" You know, thanks for spreading the word about Prime Bees because it's such a cool looking little robot yeah. bee, mm-hmm. and it's unique and different. And so, yeah, but they're they're great people. Um, Ashley is actually the current vice president of the Texas Beekeepers Association, and I think. Um, she's going to be on the ballot for president next year. So mm-hmm. she's she's somebody for sure when it comes to beekeeping. Here I'll in Texas. tell you what, uh, Justin is very impressive. That's all I'll say. Yeah, they're good folks yeah. for sure. I didn't get to talk to his wife, but that's because she she was on the phone with I me think all she day. Was talking <laughs> to you, but, uh, but Justin's very very uh, informative and very easy to talk to about bees. I mean, he just and uh, yeah, he hauls a lot of bees everywhere. Yeah, they do. They're they're gearing how towards many, that. How many hives has he got? I'm not sure. Because uh, he knew Mark. And oh, yeah, but, but, but see, there, okay, who are we talking about? Okay, yeah, Mark. we're we're getting way off in the weeds, but um, <laughs> no, no, no. That's that's one one of the things that I was trying to tell you whenever you said that you know you were you were talking to these different individuals is that when you when you look at things from a, a national perspective, uh-huh. beekeeping can be pretty spread out. But yet, I still know several key individuals that I have met through the different associations and the meetings and stuff that are spread all the way across the United States. But when you boil it down to like a county region. Even in a state as big as Texas, even though we have all of our individual counties, mm-hmm. when you ha- when you get really involved and you go to these conferences, you start knowing everybody. And so it's a very small world in some of those regards to the beekeeping Well, stuff. it's the same way in, you know, my in world, the, fishing, the outdoor yeah. world, you know, and the hunting and fishing with so many guides and everybody. And and I always say, my, my world is so small, but yet it's so large. It's so huge. Now, I'm talking to a bunch in Minnesota, and it looks like I may be getting some bees out of Minnesota. Do they really come from Minnesota? Yeah, they do, do come from Minnesota. They, they say, yeah, we, we, we do them, our bees, from our hives. Are you going to get them in June or July? Because Minnesota's spring doesn't start early enough for them to be making Don't bees. Give me the line. I hadn't <laughs> talked to them about that. I know they, they, they might even ship them to me. Are we... Region six. Oh, I don't know. On the temperature zones? Mm-hmm. I think we're eight. I don't well, remember. A, I think it goes the reverse order that you think it would. Okay. But I'll, they, I'd have they to wouldn't, go so They're not going to ship to six. So anyway, I'll have to call them tomorrow. They wasn't open yesterday. Uh, but yeah, uh, we're going to have... Uh, we have no concept We're going to have Georgia time. bees. We're going to have South Carolina bees. And if I can get these from Minnesota, I'm going to have Yankee my planes be powered. Yeah. Uh, I need to train them. 
I need to train them how they can do like airlifts. Like if you put a bunch get of balloons you, get tied you to somebody. A helium balloon and have the bees drag you. Yeah. 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 Get up there, bee. Get up. <laughs> Betsy, you better fly a little harder. <laughs> yeah. If I was a superhero, that would have to be my power. It'd have to be controlling bees. If I wanted to fly, I'd just hold my hands out. The bees all come around me and grab a hold and they yeah. all start buzzing and That's flying. That's called and- the Ant Man. No, 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 no. And no, no. He's riding one. Okay. I'm going to be human-sized, and oh, okay. they're going to be thousands of them, and they just fly away with me. Yeah. Yeah, that's how that works. What have you been smoking? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> Do you know why our seasons are changing? I saw this on the news. Didn't say it on YouTube, so yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> let's see. They're sucking so much water out of India. They're changing the uh, the Earth's weight in portion, in portions, and they're pouring so much concrete in China that it's throwing the Earth off kelter just a little bit. So it's as it's spinning, it's wobbling, and that's why it's getting so hot in this part of the world. Well, the the Earth has a natural wobble to it anyway yeah. when it when it goes through and spins and turns and stuff. So that I don't know about that. There's there's so many. I think no, it's I almost. I, I bet know. you anything. It is almost like CCD. It's almost like colony collapse disorder. It is not one thing. Oh, it's not. It is the accumulation of all these different little things that pile up, and it becomes the straw that broke the camel's back. Mm-hmm. You have all these little things going on. And the dam with, breaks. Yeah, with with the way that we do agriculture nowadays, mm-hmm. the way that we go through and. We have, you know, the farms and all the excess methane, and you've got this stuff, and the way that our food industry works, and then the way that we use chemicals on everything, and we kill stuff, and, like, that causes the temperatures to change, causes the environment to change. Then weird things like that, where you're counterbalancing the weight. Um, One of the things that I always thought when I was in school that I was like, that can't be right, Mm -hmm. is they talk about the mass of the Earth never changes. Bullshit. Because we shoot crap into space— so we we take metal from the earth and oh, we yeah. build these things and we shoot them into space to the moon and they mm-hmm. stay there and they never come back. Well, mm-hmm. that means we have literally taken something from the earth and sent it away. So the mass of the earth absolutely can change. And you have meteors and asteroids that fall from the sky and hit the earth, which adds to it. <laughs> it was something that was never there. So what, so, what, what we shot out it comes back. Well, something else came okay. back. Anyway. But I mean, it's just one of those things where, you know, I don't know. There's there's lots of crazy stuff that can happen. Um just it's, be a bee and get somebody to take care of Well, you. it's it's <laughs> macro and micro. Yeah. You know, the microcosm and the macrocosm, mm-hmm. what is below is above and the smaller is the bigger and all mm-hmm. this other stuff. You can look at a colony of bees and you can look at something like colony collapse disorder and you can look at how a civilization works if it's an ant den and how they work like a civilization mm-hmm. in a community and then how that ant den makes trails and you zoom out and then that is the same look of like, our cities from high up mm-hmm. look like little ant dens with all these trails and stuff. Mm-hmm. So you can look at the colonies, you can look at the beehives, and you can look at what happens to them, and you can look at colony collapse disorder, and then you can expand that out to the global reach, and it's the same crap we're doing to ourselves and to everything else. So I still think bees were put here by aliens to watch us. <laughs> they might have, I don't know. Well, the more I learn, the way you told me the other day, well, when you move at Rock Hive, Bees memorize everything. Yeah. So that's how they get back to where they're going. They memorize that tree over there. Okay. That, who the hell moved that tree? Okay. So, well, yeah. So, since how this is in its own little episode whatsoever, because I mean, again, we are so <laughs> far off topic. Um, one of the things that is so, so that port right there, you know, yeah. I tell you guys, like, 
I am very open about the fact that beekeeping is a contradiction. Mm-hmm. Nothing is absolutely set in stone. Everything like changes. Fishing. Everything changes. It changes with with the little micro changes in the environment, the way that you manage things, mm-hmm. excess or not enough. Like so many things can change. And then your region and your year and mm-hmm. the weather. And I mean, so many things, mm-hmm. the breed of the bee, you know, how many bees you have, what happened that season, what bloomed, what didn't, whatever. Well, when you turn around and you go through and you look at how, like, we were talking about moving the rock hive, mm-hmm. and you've been holding off on doing it. And Max, um, Max has been talking to a local beekeeper organization mm-hmm. somewhere out in your guys' neck of the mm-hmm. woods, and we're talking about moving that hive over, and Max is getting very paranoid about moving it. He wants to do, oh, yeah. he wants to do the textbook, you need to take your hive. And you need to move that sucker a minimum of two miles away mm-hmm. and leave it there for several weeks and then turn around and move it to wherever you want it to be. Mm-hmm. Because in the books, it's going to tell you a maximum of 10, well, you can move it up to 10 foot from where it is mm-hmm. slowly and they will find it and keep mm-hmm. relocating with it. Or you can jump it two miles out because their preferred forage range is about a mile. They will go further than that, but Mm -hmm. that's about what they know is about that mile. Mm -hmm. So you can jump it two miles out or five miles out and then turn around and bring it back after several weeks, and it it causes them to reorient multiple times so that they do that. Well, sometimes that's not an option. Sometimes you live on a small chunk of land, and your hive is over by your air conditioner, and the repairman's coming tomorrow, and you've got to do something. You can either seal it up, or you can move it. Sometimes they may be doing construction and you need to move it permanently to the other side of your yard or Mm -hmm. the neighbors have complained and you need to move it. You don't have the option and the luxury of moving it two miles or five miles. So what I had advised for you guys to do right now, you have your entrance on the left side of the hive. You've got your entrance bar on there with the, the, oh, I said entrance. Sorry. Let me rephrase that. Reducer. You have your feeder. On yeah. the left yeah, side of the move hive, it to the other side. you have your entrance bar with the entrance on the right side mm-hmm. of the hive. Mm-hmm. And what I said is, wait till evening when all the bees are home and sun is setting and it's dusk and, and getting dark. Tomorrow night, go through and since how you're not going to go very far, you can take a piece of burlap, roll it up, shove it in the entrance so that it keeps them all in there. Make sure the top entrance is also mm-hmm. sealed. Ratchet strap that hive down, pick mm-hmm. it up, and move it to your other location where you want it to be, which is not even like a block away basically it's not that far no it's not that far so you're going to move it over and you're going to set it back down when you do the next step that i said was to completely flip-flop everything on the entrance of the hive you're going to take the feeder out you're going to spin that entrance reducer around the Mm -hmm. opposite direction you're going to move your feeder from the left side to the right side and move your entrance from the right (coughs) side to the left side right and then to further complicate it i said now you need to also turn around and you need to take like a tree branch or a tall weed or mm-hmm. a bunch of grass and stick it directly in front of the hive so that when the bees are coming out, they used to come out and they had their porch and then they had the rock and then they were facing a beach mm-hmm. and the, the, the lake. Well, now they're going to be facing a completely different direction. There's something in front of them. Everything looks different and the entrance isn't where it was. Right. So they're going to come down out they of the colony relearn. and they're going to come towards that entrance and they're going to hit a solid wall and they're going to be like, what? And they're going to walk along that entrance reducer until they find the new entrance. They're going to come out there and already be a little bit like, what's going on here? And then they're going to start to come out on the porch, and there's all this this brush or leaves Mm -hmm. or something right there. And that's going to make them reorient. 
And when they go through and they do the reorientation flights, they're now going to come out around that stuff and they're going to start doing their little figure eights and they're mm-hmm. going to fly around and they're going to memorize what all has changed here and where am I at. And when they do it and they do their orientation flights, they go up a foot and they come back down and then they go up three foot and they come back down and then they go up 10 foot and they come back down and they're doing these little swirling figure eights the mm-hmm. whole time they're doing it. They're memorizing. Here's my entrance. Here's the stuff directly in front of the hive. Here's where the hive is and what it looks like. Here's the landmarks that are right around my hive. Here's what it looks from aerial view. Mm -hmm. And when they redo that, they've reprogrammed where is home. Okay. And now they are going to know where that is, and they're still going to be okay. So there are things you can do. Now, the backup to that is you can take a frame, if you have it, of just empty comb, put it into a small container, like we're using those corrugated plastic nuke right. boxes, mm-hmm. put that frame in that container and set it over on the rock where the rock hive was facing the same direction. If you have foragers that do go back over there, they're going to be able to go inside that container and, and huddle up for the night, and you'll go out there and you'll pick it up and you'll carry it back over to the hive and you'll dump them back inside the hive. Okay. You do that a couple of times. Sometimes that never even happens. You don't end up with any bees over there because you've done enough stuff to make them reorient on their main place that you don't have to worry about the other one. So that's just that's just some little things that go in there, but you can't just go by the textbooks. Yeah, that's, that's the like downside. Max was scared to death when we moved the trailer hive. You know, we only moved it about Well, we moved it about a mile. As, well, as crow flies, as a crow flies no. Yeah, maybe. And uh, there was a few bees showed back up. I, it might have been just some foragers. No, I was thinking about that. The dead bees you were talking about? Yeah. That was me. That was me taking one because there was stuff on one of those frames and I knocked oh, it off. Right. Yeah. Okay. And so the bees yeah. that were laying down there that were already dead, those were things from we had the other comb out there okay. and the robbing yeah. and stuff. And I was yeah. going through. Yeah. Because you said that on the phone and I was like, why would there have been dead bees out there? And I was like, oh, crap, that's right. I did that. I okay. shook stuff off of one of the frames okay. where the hive was. Okay. Yeah. And so those bees yeah. that came back over there, they didn't die because of coming back and not knowing it. Okay. What would have happened would have been right where that hive was setting or very near to it, you would have ended up with a ball of bees that were alive. No, they, yeah. yeah they wouldn't have been dead. Scattered. They would have been a ball of bees yep. that were clustered up to keep each other mm-hmm. warm and keep, keep each other safe. That's what happens if you move the colony and you don't let them reorient. Mm-hmm. The foragers go back to the original place and they cluster up and they're just like, what happened? Where'd everything go? And you can scoop them up and then take them back to the hive and dump them back in. That's where putting that extra box there will help help okay. do that. But yeah, you can yeah. you can relate that to Max and help maybe ease his, his pain and suffering. Cause, we'll see. Yeah, because that was, that was something that John did and those bees were already dead. That wasn't a foragers came back okay. and instantly died <laughs> overnight. And then now... Uh, now (laughs) all right guys well so thanks to ken's left field questions um this will be a random clips episode and we appreciate you guys turning in for this bonus episode it's always fun you never know what's going to come up we that's for sure we have all kinds of random things in there so we do appreciate you guys listening as always um check us out on instagram at the hive jive or facebook at the hive jive you can send us instant messages through those platforms or post a comment on there for us you can send us emails directly to info at the hive jive.com. you can check out our website at 
thehivejive.com or thehivejivepodcast.com. Either one will take you there. And uh, you guys be good. Y'all be safe. And by the way, be sure to send us any kind of messages on Instagram, uh, especially uh, questions for John to stump him. (laughs) Well, you could also send us messages to Ken like this one here that says, I'll have you know, I went to Lowe's today and I bought some four inch PVC and fittings and my pollen powder arrives today. It better work, Ken, in capital letters with an exclamation point. Did you do also? I bought a propane fogger and ASIC organic mask for propane fogging from Amazon. Doing my first sugar shake ever tomorrow. It's all your damn fault, Ken. Ken owes me honey. <laughs> so feel free to send us comments like that, too, because then I send them to Ken, and I get yeah. a kick out of it. Um, so, yeah, we we appreciate any type of comments uh, you guys Next send. year we can steal some of Ken's honey because I'm going to have enough hives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the whole point of that was I really wanted a thousand followers like two months ago. Well, we'll just have to. No, if if no, we, we do it this him. this next year, we're gonna have to have ten thousand. Oh, geez, God, Ken, we couldn't even make it to a thousand in the first year, <laughs> and you want to jump from one to ten? But they're gonna steal a gallon. Oh well, are you Tw- paying for that shipping? That is twelve pounds of honey. That is a twelve pound shipment that you've got to do. That's maybe a, you should change that to like. Maybe, a well, maybe we, but if we put it in a in a large box, we make a flat container, put it in a large postal box. <laughs> it's still going to weigh only twelve seventeen dollars. It's still going to weigh twelve pounds. It don't make a difference. It's oh. a large postal box. It don't make a difference. Wow. <laughs> Y'all be safe out there. Behave. Be good. <laughs> Send me some more questions to stump John. Bye. Bye. It's time for our guys to buzz off. But don't fret. The Hive Jive journey continues with new episodes Mondays every month. Until then, you can follow along with the guys on Facebook and Instagram at The Hive Jive. Thanks for listening and be safe out there.